All right, your morning show is on the radio. <laughs> Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. All right, here we sit. Today is Wednesday. It's October the 28th of 2020. What could be the worst day of my life already? Oh, what's wrong? Everything. <laughs> I just want you all so to know. dramatic. If I sound funny today, I have a blemish. Let me see. It's on the inside of my lip or something. Oh. And I could feel it starting to come up last night. Is it a blister? No, it's not a blister. It's an under-the-skin blemish. <laughs> but So you think it's going to mess up how you sound? It feels like I got punched in the mouth. So just a heads up, I didn't get punched in the mouth. If it sounds like I got punched in the mouth, that's not it. Can I take a picture or uh-uh. go Instagram Live to no. show everyone? No, because it's huge. Oh, but you shave too. And I didn't mean to. Oh, <laughs> you accidentally I'm put telling. the razor in your hand and you shaved. I had a trimmer, and all guys can have uh, can relate to this at some point. You have the trimmer, you think you have the guard on, and well, the guard wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's a strip right down the side of my face. And yeah. then I said to my wife, I said, you, can I just have a goatee for a couple of days? Oh, my gosh. I already know what she said. She said no. Absolutely not. So, well, thanks. <laughs> so then I wake up this morning. So I go through, like, lip zit thing going on that hurts. Yeah. It's painful. Uh, I have no facial hair because I messed up. And the coffee maker explodes all over the counter for the first time in the new house. Oh, did you leave it for your wife to clean up? No, because the countertops are white. And I was freaking out. You were out. scared that it was going to stain. Yeah, I was, I'm worried about stuff like that. I cleaned my sink because we have a white, like, uh, what do they call it? Like a Man, farmhouse Leslie sink? Leslie should have bought an all-white house 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. It'd be the cleanest house ever. But I'm going, and I went back three times at different points to make sure the coffee was cleaned up. Because not only does it come out from the top of the coffee maker when it goes wrong, it's all underneath and all around the entire counter. That's it. I'm painting my whole kitchen, all my appliances. Everything is going to be white. It'll be as clean as it can be because people will freak out. At least I will. So again, today is October the 28th. It's National First Responders Day. We'll celebrate first responders uh, and all the work that they Mm -hmm. do because, man, they're really on the front line for everything that happens. Also, National Chocolate Day, Hmm. which could make my day better. And it's also National Make a Difference Day. So you can do something nice for somebody or a charitable organization and help out today. You can make a difference. I hope my day turns out different. So I'll bring you my drama just to make you feel better about your own lives, I hope. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let's do a check-in on my poll, okay? All right. So my poll check-in today, we asked the question about grocery pickup. Because my deal was I ended up doing grocery pickup for the first time, and a young lady came out in the rain. It's dark. It's raining. And she had to load 25 bags into my car while I sat there and watched her. And I felt so lazy and so bad. So my question was, does anybody else feel guilty when you use grocery pickup? And the responses as the day went on continued to come in. And at this point, you're going to be surprised by this. 53% of people say they feel guilty. Okay. So a lot of people are like me, which is always great to think. Uh, that they feel yes. guilty when they make somebody else come out, especially in the rain, in the dark. No, that that circumstance is bad. Like, that's, yeah. Well, your first experience is your first experience. You can't change your first experience. Yeah. And that was my first experience. Mm-hmm. Dark. I'm scared of the dark anyway. You need to go in the daytime when it's sunny. So here she comes out, and she's probably late teens, early 20s, in the dark, in the rain. While me, my wife, and my son watch her load the, the uh, packages, all the groceries into our vehicle. I'm pretty sure that she told the authorities uh, and her boss that you were really um, lazy. That I'm probably sure. so. And I apologize to her right now. 
But if you want to go weigh in this morning, it's on my Instagram story, Brandon on KFIN. Again, 53% of people agree with me, which is always good. At least the majority is with me. Uh huh. Do you feel me this morning? I feel this thing on my lip. Oh, man. I think I'm going to stop talking at this point. <laughs> hey. The rest of the show's on you. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1994, and Brooks and Dunn had the number one song in country music on this day. She found out the hard way about him. She's out to find out how she'll do without him. Her hands are shaking, her heart's pounding by the way she's drinking. His memory's drowning. She. Number one in 94. Oh, she's never fooled around. He's still lying, she's through crying. She's not fooling now. So Brooks and Dunn to kick off your morning. She walks by and ever head turns. You can see how hot her fire burns. What a good thing he had Well, it's too late That's too bad Cause she's not the cheating kind You know why? She's been cheated one too many times Oh, she It's Brooks and Dunn. She's not the cheating kind. Number one on this day in 1994. What's happening with your favorite celebrities? Brandon Baxter in the morning's Gotcha Gossip. So Gotcha Gossip on Chrissy Teigen, who has returned to social media. And, uh, well, her post is an essay about the loss of her and John Legend's third child. If you had heard the stories, Chrissy Teigen was far along in her pregnancy. She was having some complications, went to the hospital, and she describes it after bags and bags of fluids that uh, they basically told her that the baby wasn't going to make it and they were just going to have to say goodbye. So she says at that point, you know, she was heartbroken. She said she almost went into convulsions based on the panic and the fear. And then she told her mother who was there and John Legend that she wanted them to document the journey, to take photos of her through the process and the pain because she said at some point she would want those because it's a memory. It's a child. It's like when she welcomed her first and second child into the world. It's like the minute she married John Legend, she wants those photos. And she also wanted photos of this, also with the idea that it could help people in their journey in case they've lost a child. So it's very emotional. Uh, a lot of people are um, you know, responding to that today. If you want to check it out, Chrissy Teigen on Instagram. So Kim Kardashian West, she was born rich even before she came became famous with a, a, VH, a VHS tape that she made a while back. Was it VHS? I, I think. Is that maybe. how you got it? VHS? Yes. I, Brandon. So no one should be surprised when uh, she sounds out of touch because she's 
always been who she is, right? right? Sure. Well, yesterday she tweeted out about how COVID-19 has impacted her birthday celebration. Now, she's turning 40, okay? She said, quote, I'm 40 and feeling humbled and blessed. There is not a single day I take for granted, especially during these times. She continues, before COVID, I didn't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends in a safe environment. She continues, after two weeks of multiple health screenings and quarantining, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend nothing was wrong. We danced, we rode bikes, we swam near whales, we kayaked, we watched a movie on the beach, and so much more. I realize that for most people, this is something that is so far out of reach right now. Mm. Or ever. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So in moments like these, I am humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. This is 40. So it may sound it's a little... It's like the first part's okay. Yeah. It's the end where she acknowledges the fact that she realizes people are struggling. It's a little tone deaf. There's some backlash, of course. But this one person said, this year has humbled most of us, too, especially the 8 million of us that slipped into poverty. Oh. Glad your birthday was fun, though. The other one that I, that caught my attention, other said, I can't even hug my mom, but I'm glad you got to go to your private island and do whatever you wanted. And quote, I'm really happy for you. My dad died and we couldn't have a funeral. So oh there's tons gosh. of quotes like that, yeah. just basically calling her tone deaf. Um, uh, there's that. And that, that. Somebody else said, maybe you should go through GoFundMe right now. And uh, with all the desperate Americans asking for a few hundred dollars for to pay rent or for car mm-hmm. repairs, maybe you could help them out. So right. she's uh, there's going to be memes about that all week about her being on her private island. And I think, you know, we see a lot of people who are rich and going on vacation yeah. and live lavish lives. When you go on to say, "Hey, I realize most of you can't do this," Sorry, that right there, this is forty, yeah, yeah, that that right there much. switches the whole deal. Yeah. Okay, so gotcha gossip on Saved by the Bell, the reboot coming to the Peacock Network. Yes. The official trailer is out right now. Let me give you a heads up. Mario Lopez is back as AC Slater. He's the gym teacher. Jesse Spano is on the staff there is at she the dance Bayside. teacher. Uh, she is. I don't know. Maybe she is. She could be right. But then, what we didn't realize at the time when they first started talking about this, because, you know, some of this was kind of under wraps, Mark Paul Gosselaar, Zach Morris, is back. It's not just one of those he's referenced, he's actually on the show, he's now the governor of California, (laughs) and one of the main characters is his child. Also back is Tiffany Thiessen, who makes a cameo as Kelly Kapowski. Because we weren't sure about her. Yeah. So the ones we haven't heard from are Lisa Turtle Screech. and Samuel Powers, known as Screech. It doesn't appear they've been invited back, but the Saved by the Bell reboot hits the Peacock streaming network on November the 25th, right around Thanksgiving. So we have something to be thankful yeah. for. If you want to check out the entire trailer, the official trailer, it's up this morning on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog at kfin.com, kfin.com. And of course, every morning here on BBITM, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I made a mistake in talking to my wife. She had this idea that, uh, and it just came out of nowhere. Like I went home for lunch and then I come back to work and she's like, I'm getting my hair cut at one. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Because typically, let me tell everyone with me and Leslie, we like look for stuff forever. And then we ask you and our husband, like, you know, what should I do? What should right. I do? It's like this long process. Sure. So you probably were a little bit freaked out. Like, are you okay? Yeah. She's like, can you be home by one? I'm like, what? <laughs> a haircut? I mean, I guess I can work from home, but still whatever. Right. She went out and got eight inches cut off of her hair, Dang. which is quite a bit. Yeah. Right. And she comes back. And of course, you know, she's going to do what all of us do. If we change our hair, our hair color or our cut. 
and they'd say, what do you think? And Kai is so much like one of those guys who, like I was when I was younger, sometimes he doesn't say the right thing. And like we know what the right thing to say is. As an adult, you know you need to say, hey, that's good. And I really did like it. I want to go ahead and clarify yes. that. But, um, and Kai, I love her with short hair, too. That's see, my favorite. Too. Ever since, like, you know, I don't know. Since we've had Kai, I've liked it better mm-hmm. that way. But sometimes she's like, I want longer hair. Yeah. I want to feel more like a girl or whatever. It's, yeah. You know, so she goes through that. So she goes into Kai, and Kai is very much a creature of habit. He likes what he likes. He doesn't like He's brutally out. honest as well. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I don't like it. And, of course, she walks in. This is within one minute. And she's so, feeling good about herself yeah. and whatever, and then leave it to the 11-year-old. I don't like it. I don't like it, Mom. So I'm like, ah, oh, now I have to go in and go overboard to let her know I like it. But I really do like it. Like I think no, it looks really yeah. pretty. Um, so then I said, no, I think it's really trendy and hip. It's much more hip than what it has been lately. Brandon. Oh, my god! I thought that was a good one. No, no, no. <laughs> I see where you were coming from, but no, that, that didn't come out right. That's not a good one. No. So my vision is you look prettier than you have in a long time because your hair is so cool and, and all that. And now, even though you're beautiful all the time. Do you want me to tell you what she heard? What? Go ahead and say it. You've been lazy, and I'm excited that you fixed your hair today. That's what she heard? That's exactly what she heard. Can I continue? Because then, uh, oh gosh, that makes me feel you already, worse. yep. Because now ahead, I feel continue. really bad about it. Because I was trying to be nice, right? Because she looked really pretty. And then I said, well, the thing about you with long hair is sometimes Brandon. you just put it up in a bun on top of your head and this will look like it's more put together more often. I so meant it from the right place. And now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> now you, you feel even worse, Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. So for those of you early morning beer drinkers. Oh. Not that you're drinking beer early in the morning, but oh. maybe you enjoy a nice cold beer at the end of the day. Uh, the American Home Brewers Association has released a list of the best beers in America. Hmm. See if you've ever had any of these or even seen them. First place goes to the Two-Hearted Ale. It's made by Bell's Brewery in Michigan. Oh, Best yeah. beer in America. Two-Hearted Ale. Never had it. Hmm. But they say maybe you've seen it. It's uh, like green and orange. The bottle's green and orange. And there's a trout on the, ta- on the front of it. And I think I've seen that before. Hmm. So that's the best beer in America, according to the American Home Brewers Association. Number two on the list is Russian Rivers. Uh, what is that? Plenty the Elder? Hmm. Never heard of that. Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale is number three. The Heady Topper is number four. And then Hop Slam hmm. is number five. So there you go. Wow. The best beers in America, if you're a fan. Hmm. In Arkansas, they say that the best beer is uh, from the New Province Brewing Company. It's called Fallen Queen. It's really? a Belgian beer. I've never heard of that. Hmm. But it does make me think about how many songs in country music oh my involve beer. Because there's a bunch of them. Ain't nothing that a beer can so you have that one. You have this one. You have this beer song in country music. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. You have Garth Brooks teaming up with George Strait. You have the new Darius Rucker. Do you realize how many there are? You have Toby and Willie. 
That's just as is one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. Midland's talking about drinking. People say I got a drinking problem. Toby's got his red solo cup. Red solo cup. Eric Church has a drink in his hand. All I wanna do is put a drink in my hand. Hardy has one beer. Luke Bryan's going out to drink a beer. So I'm gonna sit right here on the edge. And then there's Kenny Chesney. So I'm sit right here and have another beer in Mexico. Like if you don't have a beer, what's wrong? Country music. Do my best. Waste another day. It goes hand in hand with the hat and the belt buckle. Sit right here and have another beer in Mexico. Let the warm air melt these blues away. So there you go. From my early morning beer drinkers out there, <laughs> we're celebrating with the best beers in America. What? Don't celebrate with them? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, you're, you're saying that. Yeah, no. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So some thieves broke into an escape room business in Utrecht in the Netherlands. And while they were inside, they focused most of their energy on breaking into this antique safe. But when they finally got it open, all they found inside were riddles. What? Because cracking that safe is actually part of the puzzle. People go to that escape room. No. They crack it daily. Right? No. So the thieves ended up grabbing whatever non-riddle stuff they could find, including a camera, candy, soda, and $11 in cash. And then they took off. Who robs an escape room? Right. So police are still trying to track them down. But speaking of riddles... There's a lumberjack about to cut down a tree, and as he starts his chainsaw, he hears the tree begin to cry. Please don't cut me down, the tree pleads. I'll do anything. The lumberjack says, fine. If you can solve this impossible riddle that has fooled some of the greatest minds from doctors, writers, to philosophers, I'll spare you. Okay. The tree was stumped. Poor tree. Poor me. And, and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Ah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to Four. you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, October the 28th of 2020. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. A happy belated birthday from yesterday goes out to Remington Michael from Gosnell. Turned 10. So happy belated birthday. Celebrating today, Jeff Merrill. Happy birthday. Bo Triplett, a student at A-State from Marion, is celebrating. Lauren Childers from Jonesboro. Marlene Bringard of Jonesboro celebrates. Amanda Herringer. Celebrating a birthday today, so happy birthday. Ben Branham of Marion celebrates. How about Kelly Klingensmith of Jonesboro, 51. Amanda Mitz of Tuckerman. Joe Ori of Valley View High School, turning 16. Amy Raglan of Paragould, the big 4-0 today. And this says, it's definitely true what they say. The check engine light comes on after 40. And a happy heavenly birthday today to Kyle Harris of Cherry Valley. The family loves and misses you. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy, happy 
happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Nolan Gould is 22. That's Luke Dunphy on Modern Family. Justin Guarini is 42. He was the runner-up on American Idol to Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, the original, the very mm-hmm. first season. So Didn't they have crazy. a movie together? Yeah, from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, never watched it. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is 46, of course, known recently as The Joker and Johnny Cash in Walk the Line. Julia Roberts is 53 today. Andy Richer is 54. That's Conan O'Brien's sidekick. <laughs> Bill Gates is 65 from Microsoft. Caitlyn Jenner is 71 today. There you go. And Brad Paisley is 48 today. Happy birthday, Brad. Because we're all in this together. To me, it's all so clear. Drinking on a beer team effort. There is no I in beer. Let's go through some Brad Paisley stuff. Yeah, when that summer sun starts to beat down. Happy birthday beach. to Brad Paisley. She's a fighter when she's mad, and she's a lover when she's loving, and she's everything I ever wanted, and everything I need. When I talk about her, I go on and on. And How about this one? Well, love makes a man do some things he ain't proud of. Don't hold your purse at the mall, but remember, I'm still guy. How about one of my first favorites? This is uh, I'm Gonna Miss Her, all about fishing. Well, I'm gonna miss her. I'm out of here, y'all. I get home. It's Brad Paisley's birthday today. And we danced out there on that empty hall. And Kelly's favorite Brad Paisley song <laughs> is this one. I'd like to see you out in the moonlight. I'd like to kiss you way back in the sticks. I'd like to walk you through a field of wildflowers. And I'd like to check you for ticks. It's Brad Paisley. I know He's 48 today. Happy birthday. Country Music News. Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the morning. It has finally happened. Congratulations to country's newest and cutest couple. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani have announced that they're now engaged. The photos are on their social media. Blake says on his caption, hey, Gwen Stefani, thanks for saving my 2020 and the rest of my life. I love you. I heard a yes. Aww. So Blake's post has 781,000 likes. So I went over to Gwen's. She posted the same photo. She says, at Blake Shelton, yes, please. Aww. Her post has almost 1.3 million likes. Wow. So congratulations to Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, who are now engaged and so happy together. Happy anyway. I'm running wide open. I was born with my feet in motion. Since I met you. Perfect for each other. I don't want to live without you. I don't want to leave a 
craziest part is I didn't get it when I first heard they were together. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. Congratulations to Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. So my new favorite Christmas song is out, and it's simply because it's a duet. It's Kelly Clarkson and one of my favorites, Brett Eldridge. It's called Under the Mistletoe. Here's what it sounds like. Until I see your face, I linger hoping you might stay. Wrapped up in your arms is where I wanna spend my night. So hard, how much I want you. It's up on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. And also a big congratulations goes out to Jamison Rogers because his debut single has gone number one on the Billboard charts, which is a big deal. Debut single, number one song. The crazy thing about this is the song took 49 weeks to reach number one. So it's the longest, the longest stretch to get to number one of a debut single ever. Of course, Jamison Rogers and the song is Some Girl. Some girls get the mama on the phone, take a trip back home, pretend they never knew the guy. Some girls drink a bottle of wine, got an old extra text to get them through the getting by. Sometimes it's a clean race, they gone. Clean slate, moving on to something new. Sometimes some girls make it easy on you. Some girls never do. Jamison Rogers, Some Girls, the number one song on the Billboard charts in country music. Congratulations to him. That's your country music news on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So do you remember the days where it was so exciting to get Play-Doh? Yes. And my favorite thing was popping that cap off, the top off, Mm -hmm. and the smell of it. Because it smells good. Yes. So did you ever do the deal? Was it Play-Doh where you could uh, put that up against like the funny papers, the comics? And they transferred to the Play-Doh. It was Silly Putty. Or I guess oh, you, could so do it a, you could do it Play-Doh, too. What did you do with Play-Doh? Is that where you made, like, hot dogs and things like that? Yeah. Snowman. Snakes. Snakes. Hamburger meat. All yeah. that kind of stuff. So now they're trying to find a way to make Play-Doh fun for adults. So they have grown-up Play-Doh. It's called Play-Doh for grown-ups. And what they've done, it's basically the same thing. But they've given us a different smell. So it's not the smell that you enjoy. It smells like adult smells. Like they have one titled. If o- you say beer, no, they don't. Okay, have they have one called overpriced latte. Oh, they have one uh, one fragrance that's mom jeans. Hmm. I'm not sure what those would smell like. Uh, they have dad sneakers. Oh, sign me up for that. They have a spa day smell. Okay. They have Lord of the Lawn. I guess it smells like grass. Hmm. And they also have the Grill King. The deal is you can actually get all six. There's like a six pack of these things of Play-Doh for adults, and they're only 12 bucks. Hmm. So if I'll you want to put that on my Christmas list, if you want to find out more, it's I mean, the, the artwork's trendy and stuff like that. It's Play-Doh grown up since you can go and search Play-Doh. Can you imagine Instagram. opening Play-Doh for Christmas and Kai going, Dad, that's mine. No, Kai, it's Play-Doh for grown-ups. Right. It seems like you're doing a commercial here. Yeah. But it's a real-life story. Play-Doh, social media has all of the info. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And it's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zinc. And we're joined on the phone this morning by Vicki Lewis. Good morning, Vicki. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. So tell me what your morning looks like today. What's happened so far today? 
Oh, today. Hey, I woke up. I feel wonderful. That's great. Can I tell you how my day started? Oh, Vicky, I'm so sorry. I would love to hear it. So, Vicky, I wake up and something's gone wrong with my automatic coffee maker. It's 3.53 in the morning and coffee is all over the kitchen in my new house. The countertops are white and now they're covered in coffee. But and, there's more. But then there's more, Vicky, because then I realize I have a blemish on my lip that has made it difficult to talk. Blemish. He means a massive <laughs> pimple. But it's an under-the-skin one, Vicky, so I can't do anything about it. And he keeps talking about how much it hurts, and he can't talk. I am so sorry. I know, you Vicky. you got to turn it around. I know. Vicky Lewis, I'm having trouble today. <laughs> if Vicky can turn it around, then you can turn it around. Uh, anyway, so Vicky's on this morning to talk about Diego Ranch and a bake sale that they have coming up. Um, let's start off by talking Diego Ranch in general because the programming that uh, Diego Ranch provides that was uh, basically founded by Michael Jackson <clears throat> is pretty spectacular and has helped so many people, so many young people, especially in Northeast Arkansas. Oh, absolutely. Michael has worked with horses his whole life. And, you know, I spent some time riding and growing up with friends, but I did not know uh, the special quality that's in these horses. It's just unbelievable. Uh, I've spent time out there at the ranch, and I've seen so many things, and I had some of the students share with me. And then, of course, I have a special needs grandson with severe autism, Mm -hmm. and he's nonverbal. And, and and deals with a lot of anxiety and OCD. And we've we've did different things with my grandson, but having him be a part of Diego Ranch, it wasn't easy at first. Mm-hmm. And we're we're not gonna tell everybody it's easy. If you've got some kind of mental health or physical disability or anxiety, depression, it does not matter. You have to be the one that wants to connect in this program. The horses are there. The miniature ponies are there. And this is where you set that bond up with them because the trust is unbelievable. And that's what was happening in the first year for my grandson. He was working with peanut butter Mm -hmm. and peanut butter is one of the miniatures. And a lot of times, the behaviors would kick in because of the autism, or he would, you know, he didn't have anything to do with it because he's a loner. Right. And so Michael working with him, he gave him the option. He wanted him to be able to want to be there. Right. And so he would give him a brush and, and let him brush it. Well, sometimes the grandson would throw the brush down. He, he would not want anything to do with it. But I'll tell you what, at the end, the bond that came between peanut butter and my grandson was beautiful. And then Diego Ranch temporarily closed down due to having over 300 plus students. Mm -hmm. The corral was not big enough anymore. And we reached out to the city because being a nonprofit organization, and it's not just about you. It's about bringing the community in because this is a program that works. Right. And so right now, we have a business plan. Uh, Michael finished it, and it is wonderful. 
and he's been presenting it to some of the candidates that's running for mayor or city council, and I've been out there doing footwork, and uh, we're hoping that they'll look at it so we can get the new arena built, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, We're going to have this bake sale. You're going to see us out in the community more. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're also going to be a part of the the trunk treat for Halloween. We're going to be out there. Uh, We're not going away. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's a therapy that's been proven, and a lot of families we've talked to will will tell you that you know they have uh, you know a child or a grandson in your mm-hmm. case who had some type of a disability, and then all of a sudden the bond with the horse changed the whole thing, and all of a sudden, uh, in some cases, I've heard about people who were nonverbal who all of a sudden mm-hmm. became verbal in that situation with with the horse, the equine therapy. So the bake sale you're mentioning is happening on November the seventh from twelve until four thirty. Where's the bake sale going to be taking place? It is going to be at the Earl Bell Community Center, and that address is 1212 South Church Street, and um, that is going to be on the 7th, and then on the 6th, on that Friday, the baked goods donations will be dropped off from 9 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon, and so far, we have so many people that... It's like, what do you need? What do you need? You know, because this does go towards the new arena. Yeah. Well, I think that's great, too. And the idea that, you know, many of us either have a special dessert that we like to make, a family pass down deal, or there might be a business or a restaurant who wants to help at this point as well. And again, when you're making these donations to Diego Ranch, you're getting a treat to take home with you as well. Can people find more information somewhere online on Diego Ranch and the bake sale? Oh, absolutely. You can go on Facebook uh, to Diego Ranch uh, to that site. And also, um, you know, there's uh, brochures and flyers all over the place. I'm on every radio station and, uh, uh, you know, I coordinate it. But we've got board members all over the place. And we have a wonderful one that's with your company, Lori. Yep. Yeah, and and that, we're just out here working hard, and we just need the community. We need your support. Let's make a difference in lives. Yeah, and I think when you hear the stories and what you shared this morning is Diego Ranch really can make a difference for families. And again, you can find out more. Diego Ranch, search them on Facebook. The bake sale happens on November the 7th. Donations on Friday, November the 6th, all at the Earl Bell Community Center. And Vicki, we appreciate your time this morning. I want to thank you for your time, and you have a beautiful day. All right, you too. Thanks. Vicki Lewis joins us this morning with Diego Ranch, and a shout-out this morning to our good friend, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's Arkansas's morning show, and this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zinc. We have our buddy Jason Olson on the phone this morning with the Jonesboro Fire Department. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are y'all? Hey, we're good. good. Are you, because uh, I know we talked to each other on 9-11. Uh, we were out in public and had a long conversation. One of the things we talked about was uh, the fact that your family dynamic is pretty dynamic right now. It's, it, yeah. So tell Kelly, because she wasn't there, fill her in on how your life has changed. So I, when y'all saw me the last time, I guess it was about 18 months ago, give or take, you know, we, uh, um, we we had uh, at that time I think we were actually fostering a few children. Yep. Uh, since then we have adopted 
two, a mm-hmm. seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, right after the adoption, I managed to get in an accident and break my kid. So I had two screws three days after our adoption. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I sat at home for four months. Couldn't do much more than get off the couch because, uh, yeah, I could fold laundry, but we live in a two-story house, so I couldn't get it to the bedroom. Oh. So, <laughs> so oh. my wife, Ashley, she was a... Uh, she was a single mom taking care of. I was about kids. to ask, how's your wife? Yeah, she's yeah, she's. I'm a big baby, so yeah, she had to, she had to take care of the three of us. So it's crazy. So what he says, he had a little accident. The little accident was a truck fell on him. Oh, that's all. And then yeah. Okay, so and I even went home and told my wife the story because you know West Side represent. But anyway, so uh, I go back and and I'm telling her I said like you're never going to believe what happened. The truck fell on him. He had to scream for his wife. He said the only way to get the truck off of him was for her to drive it off of him. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. If I'm lying, I'm dying. That's a true story, that's, right? Yep, that's it. And so yeah, I got this nice this nice fancy screw or nice fancy scar on my leg and. uh Everybody said when it got cold that I would feel it, and I was like, "Man, you guys are silly." I'm not. I mean, unlike the two of you, I'm still south of forty, just for a few more months. Uh, see, I'm still south of it. That was rude. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this this little bit of cold and damp we have right now. I'm already taking a, a leave and ibuprofen for, for my for my foot to not hurt. So. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. Yeah. And the idea that he literally, she was like, well, what do I do? She couldn't lift the truck. <laughs> drive it off of She's me. Like, just, he said, just drive it off. So she yep. got into the vehicle knowing she was going to have to drive over his leg. Oh, oh that's safe. That's safe that is crazy. Okay, so uh, you know, let's go back and talk about the fire department because now that we're caught up on your life, uh, with, with the fire department, one of the things that uh, happens around uh, daylight savings time, which I think is a, about a, a little more than a week away. No, no, it's, it's this weekend. Saturday. Oh, it's actually this yeah. weekend. Yeah, you get an extra hour of sleep Saturday night. I thought we were a week away. It's coming up even There's faster than for I thought. You to be happy about. One of the things, though, that uh, the fire department really wants to remind people of is the importance of the smoke detectors in our homes, right? Absolutely. Um, those are the things that uh, uh, the smoke detectors in our home, that's that's what beats um, if uh, if somebody, my wife, if she's cooking dinner too long and forgets something's on the stove, it starts beeping. Oh, yeah. That, that's when we all think about it the most. We all make those jokes. That's that that's our alarm when we know that supper's done is the smoke detector goes right. off. Uh, but but the reality of it is is smoke detectors save countless lives. Mm-hmm. They they are what alerts people that something isn't right in their house. Yeah. And there was a story on KIT just here maybe a couple of weeks ago where it was a family, I believe out in Brooklyn, their house caught fire in the middle of the night. The smoke detector woke them up. They were able to get out of their house. Nobody was hurt. Um, I believe they they lost a lot of their belongings and things, um, but they escaped without any injury to themselves. Wow. Um, a, a lot of us know of different folks who who may have been through that situation, and more often than that, there's probably times that somebody wakes up, hears a smoke detector going off, or just happen to be going through out there. They hears a smoke detector going off and like, well, something's not right in my house. Right. And they, you know, find that they, a candle's been left on or they threw something in the garbage can. The, the garbage can starting to smoke so they carry it outside. So it may go off and they may never call 911. So we may never know that this, this smoke detector saved the life or saved the house that day because it did its job so effectively on, on the front end of things. Makes sense. 
So with daylight savings time, the reminder is is twice a year we need to go in and check those batteries or change them and make sure that the smoke detector is functioning. Because, again, it's one of those things that if it's not going off, you're not really actively thinking about it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it's the and, and you know, and, and I'm glad you put it the way you did. If if you got older smoke detectors that still require the nine volt batteries, take those, throw them away, put new ones in. It's and they may work, but they may only work for another day or two. You have no idea. So yeah. just go ahead and swap those out. Now a lot of us have the ten year worry free ones, but so we put them up there. If they're worry free. I don't have to worry about it. Well, right. but still twice a year, let's go ahead and hit that button. Make sure it's going to be. Um, if you have little ones, so, so something that uh, that we had to do when, when we first got the kids, and we still try to do it, just not as often, is once a quarter we had to do a fire drill when, when we first got the kids. Oh wow! And so it's I, I make sure I make sure that the kids know what the smoke detector sounds like and what it is that they're supposed to do. Um, and really, it, it was a conversation that Ashley and I had. She was like, "Well, I really don't know that I would have." She goes, "I would have went and tried to find out the problem." I was like, "That's a horrible idea. Just get out of the house." Wow, I've never thought about that either. I would, I would do the exact same thing that she would do. Try to figure it out. Yeah, and it, and it's something you know. If there's no smoke in the house, if you don't see any smoke, yes, you can go try to figure it out. But I told her, I said, I need you to get the kids out of the house. Yeah. That's that, that's what I need for her to do. I was like, I, I don't need to be at work and get a phone call. To you. you went to try and find the fire, and because uh, oh. I I work on the opposite side of town from from where I live, right. Um, Oh, just, but it's crazy because, again, it's something we might not actively think about, but that's the reason that Jason wanted to come on this morning. And on behalf of the entire fire department, and really fire departments all across the listening area, just a reminder that with daylight savings time, it's always important to check those and make sure they're functioning properly. And, hey, man, I, for you and your entire team and, and really all first responders, today is a first responder uh, day where we celebrate first responders. Just thanks for what you do because I know that every time you leave the house and every time you guys get a call and you have to go out uh, to a home, you don't know exactly what's going to happen, what to expect when you get there. And we just appreciate the fact that you guys do that for a living. You know, we come in here and we talk on the radio. You guys put your lives on the line and we appreciate that. Hey, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's just, it goes just kind of what we do. We, uh, appreciate you guys helping us get our message out to people. You know, it's, like I said, everybody thinks about us driving down the road and our pretty red lights and things like that. But if we can do things on the front end to where, um, you know, when you first called, you, you know, you said, oh, you're at work, so you're not really doing anything. You know, it's um, <laughs> it, 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 being at a work, joke. Or, you know, it, you know it, it, it's a joke. But, you know, it, um, Chief Miller, our, our fire chief, uh, he, he took a class. It's been several years ago. I was it's probably been 10, 12 years ago he took the class. And he put a booklet together on – what it would take to make sure we never had another fire injury or death in the state of Arkansas. And it's, it's one of those idealistic things that can never happen. But right. if that's, that's what we say when we're sitting here at the fire station, you know, today was a good day. We didn't go anywhere, which means nobody got hurt. Nobody lost anything. Yeah, today. That's awesome. It, it, it can make for a boring day, but at the end of the day, that means everybody in the part of town and in our city is they ended their day safely. So, well, and I've been, you know, we had friends who uh, we got the call here at work when their house went up in flames and to go there and stand on the side of the road and watch their house burn and everything they ever had burn in that house. Man, you don't know, you know, until you know somebody who's going through that, the pain that that causes and then the rebuilding process and the memories lost and all of that. And again, you guys are, are right there to try to do the best you can to save stuff. And we appreciate what you guys do and a shout out to all of the Jonesboro Fire Department uh, personnel, and everybody all across the area today. And, Jason, we appreciate your time, man. All right. Thank you, yes. All right. Tell the family we said hello. All right. We'll do it. And don't drop another truck on your leg, okay?
That's my plan. All right. See you, man. All right. Y'all have a good day. All right. You too. Jason Olson, Jonesboro Fire Department on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zinc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Family Zinc. We have Dr. Dana Watson on the phone with us this morning, a clinical psychologist and our friend from Family Zinc Counseling Services. Good morning, doctor. Good morning to you guys. I have a zit on my face, doctor. Oh, She's not that kind of doctor. <laughs> it's a, no. It's Listen, a, it is basically I can a, relate emotionally to that, but oh, I can't cure it. It's a it. small golf ball. It is. I promise you. And it like popped up overnight. Let me go through I kind of. I thought he had a dip in his no, mouth. Will you stop Ew. talking like I'm that? I'm just saying. So what happened is I woke up and I realized I had this pain and it's an under the skin you you can't fix it. You can't make it go away. But it feels mm. like it's impeding my speech. So now all mm. of a sudden he has a lisp for for no reason except for his pimple. You know I don't know what to do. We can pray about it or we can talk about it. No, see how don't you feel about it. But that's the only cures I've got. You can't fix it. I thought yeah. you could fix most things. She's she's not that one. She's not that kind. Hey, it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, a lot of times we bounce ideas for discussions. And the whole idea behind uh, talking to Dr. Dana Watson is really to talk mental health, to talk about things that are, are important and topical for people, things that we're all going through in life. And uh, this topic is a tad bit heavier this week than what we talked about last week, because last week we talked about happiness, how to have happiness, how to uh, do healthy and happy behaviors. And, and this week, um, you were going a, a little bit in a different direction. For sure. I mean, because it's important still for mental health to know why it's important to handle your haters, you know, and how to handle them in ways that keep you insulated from that negativity. You know, that's also such a key factor in staying happy and emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to recap from last week, we talked about everyone can build on their current level of happiness, which we defined as, you know, your overall satisfaction and contentment in your life. Right. And like I said, um, when someone comes into my office and they're depressed or they're dissatisfied, they have usually become really self-focused, you know, focused on their own pain or their own problems. And so one of the things we do together is to try to get them busy doing the things like creating the habits that happy people are doing, like volunteering and exercising and, and right. taking time for self-care and having deep relationships with other people um, so that they can move more towards that level of emotional fulfillment. So, and I, I guess, and this is unfortunate, but, you know, probably uh, is, the longer you live, the more people are going to be there and there might be more haters in your life. And hopefully they're not too many, but, you know, I think it's just part of life. They're out there uh, and there's folks out there who might look at us or look at uh, what they think we are and they might have a, a little twinge of jealousy, right? Yeah. And it's hard to admit that sometimes we even have those feelings, right? Yeah. You know, but a, a twinge of envy or jealousy is really such a normal human emotion. But it's really important that we recognize that when it's happening for us um, and that we get it back into check so that it, we don't get looped into some kind of like negative cycle and it doesn't impede our progress toward our goals or the happiness that we have in our life. Right. So it's important that we remember that it is incompatible to be truly satisfied with yourself if you are spending your time and your energy harboring negative feelings or hating or hurting another person. 
That's strong right there. Yeah. That's real strong. So let's go back. There was a time a couple of weeks ago where you were talking about Kelly and you gave her this big compliment on how she looked awesome and how she was losing weight and you thought she looked fantastic. And then there was me. Do you remember that? Oh my goodness. I didn't get the compliment that day and I might've, I might've been a tad bit envious on that day. Oh, I see that you've let it roll right off you. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> He's only been talking about we'll it. Two weeks. We will address that in your next session. <laughs> but okay, let me clarify, you know, we do use some of the terms interchangeably and it's fine, but it is interesting to know that like envy is looking at what someone else has or what they are and wanting that for yourself. So it might be like, I want his new sports car or I want to have friends or be pretty like she is. But jealousy is when you're worried that someone else will take what you have. So it requires like a third party or an object. Like if you're worried about your spouse leaving you for the friend with the new car. Hmm. And either of those can be a starting point for hate because hating is wanting what someone else has while also trying to make them look bad or feel bad to really take away from them or their happiness. Wow. Okay. So Mm -hmm. uh, what makes, what makes somebody feel, I don't know, envious or jealous about another person? What typically is that? Well, I mean, it's not surprising that those negative feelings correlate with lower self-esteem and, you know, we all carry some pain or some shame from our past. And a lot of times we're not even aware of it, you know, of that critical inner voice that's always chirping away in our heads, you know, that that negative self-talk that perpetuates those um, destructive feelings or thoughts, and it drives us to compare ourselves to other people. And it can really make us believe that if someone else wins, then our value is somehow diminished or reduced. So then what can we do about people that, you know, we think we might suspect that might be envious or jealous of us? What can we do about that? Well, first of all, we don't, we should not take it personally, which is certainly not always easy. But if we remember that hurt people hurt people. So when someone tries to tear us down or they're passive aggressively, you know, they're rooting for our failure, it really exposes their negative thoughts and their insecurities and their unresolved issues. Because haters don't really hate you. They hate themselves because you are a reflection of what they wish they could be or how they wish they could be. So don't let that negative energy get in the way of your happiness or your goals. And really pay attention and be grateful for the positive things that are happening in your life rather than the people who are trying to tear you down. You know, if you examine yourself and you don't see that you're doing anything wrong, really just try to let the negativity roll off your shoulders. So you don't think we should give the people, the haters, any type of attention or acknowledge that, you know, they're causing us to have those feelings? Well, I know it's tempting, but really we should not give in to their comments or the behaviors because misery loves miserable company. And these folks, they want to get a rise out of you or hurt you because they're hurting and getting you to act in some ugly way really confirms for them all the reasons they didn't like you or they think poorly of you. So you don't need to waste your time defending yourself if you are confident with who you are. So much of this, when you say it, I'm like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. it totally, it makes more sense when you think about it now. And in some ways, it's actually kind of sad. But you told me a story one time about focusing on the road, not the wall. Go ahead. And for yes. people who didn't hear that, let's relive that. Yes. Actually, you know, it was an interview once that I read with Mario Andretti, the race car, famous race car guy. And yeah. he and they asked him, what tip would you give 
um, to new people who are um, in the race car driving business. And he said, don't look at the wall because your car goes where you go. And when you're driving at 200 miles an hour, you need to focus on the road in front of you. Because if you look at the wall, you'll end up hitting it. Right. And criticism and negativity from toxic people is like the wall. You know, if you focus on that, then you'll run right into it and you'll get blocked by negative emotions and anger and self-doubt. And your mind will go where your attention is focused. So, again, the quote is focus on the road, not the wall. And we could all use that energy for our own motivation, too, because we can be better in life and with ourselves if we stay focused. Exactly. Let your haters be your motivators, as they say, as the kids say. I've heard it. Because let's, you know, let's be honest. Nobody wants to be treated unkindly by others who are envious. I notice when my crowd doesn't cheer for me as loud as I would like them to, or when people aren't as responsive to me, you know, as I am to them, or when they don't, my social media friends don't like my posts or or comments sometimes. And, And I think, you know, that there might be people on my social media friends list who would rather claw their eyes out than like or comment on my post. Yeah, I get it. Well, see, <laughs> so now, really, here today, you're being vulnerable too. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's true. And, and so, and, you know, I'm sensitive to it. I notice those things. And so I really have to take a minute and think about it. And I think, are they purposefully being passive aggressive and not cheering for me? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think sometimes they are. And right. so, but if I give that, too much thought, you know, as to why a person is behaving that way towards me, um, it just, it will get me upset. So I really have to remember that if someone is purposefully withholding praise or kind words, that it is only a reflection of how miserable they are with themselves or their circumstances. But more often, when I think about it, I suspect that a lot of times the situations are not that people are hating on us, but there might be, they might be like us. They're super busy in their own lives and they just didn't give me what I needed at the moment, you know? And so I try to see the bigger picture and find perspective. You know, does this person have a pattern of not cheering for me or do they have a pattern of being passive aggressive or do they have a pattern of being really good to me? And so then I can see this for what it is right. um, and, and realize that maybe I had expectations they didn't meet. I offered them some grace. I hope they do the same for me in return. And then I move on. So to me, it's kind of like a good reminder for all of us to really keep our own emotions in check and our own needs and our own insecurities. Uh, so that if they're friends, we don't become the toxic and bitter friend. Mm. Right, because if they are truly that dissatisfied with themselves that they're investing some amount of energy and being envious or hateful toward you, you can't allow yourself to engage in that vicious cycle because worrying and retaliating against other people will just make you bitter and angry and will steal your happiness. You know, and a lot of people who know me have heard me say, there is no reason not to like me. Because I genuinely (laughs) like people and I love to see my friends succeed. I mean, it is what I do for my patients and staff and family from sunup to sundown. So when I run into a person that seems that they, like they don't like me, yes. I assume that it maybe is because they have preconceived ideas about me um, and they, maybe that's triggering their own stuff. So I don't let them stay strangers. I don't let the distance grow between us. I intentionally close the gap Um, and try to create familiarity with them. Uh, You know, I might ask them to go to lunch with me uh, so we can become more comfortable or familiar with each other. I might ask them to help me on a project 
I speak kindly about them to other people, and I really look for ways to connect to people. Um, and, and so, so they finally have to admit to themselves that whatever ideas they had or whatever feelings they were harboring really wasn't what they thought I might be. Um, And then after that, if they can't get there, after they get to know me, um, then I know I did the best I could and I have to just let it go and move on. So really we have to be aware of our own thoughts and the things that trigger us and really take care of ourselves and, and kind of like we do every time we talk to you. Uh, And this is where sometimes a good therapist might come in. If we find ourselves being unhappy or becoming somebody who feels like, Hey, I'm becoming a hater there are people like you who can help. Yes, because as we have discussed, there is such a strong relationship between your mental health, your happiness, and your deep, healthy, interpersonal relationships with other people. And I think as we've talked about so often over the course of the last couple of years, it's important for us to make sure that our mental health is a priority in our lives. And if you're listening right now and Maybe you feel stuck or angry or you feel like you're becoming a hater or you just want to be happier and you want to be healthier. You can always reach out to Families Inc. Counseling Services. Their phone number is 933-6886 and they'll help you get in and uh, get you started on your happiness journey. And again, Dr. Dana Watson on with us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. And Dr. Watson, we hope you have a great day. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. And we have Major Jim Lawrence on the phone with us this morning from the Salvation Army. Good morning, sir. Good morning. You doing all right this morning? We're doing all right. How are you? (laughs) Doing great. Thank you. What is your uh, normal morning routine? Well, first of all, I get up. Yep, that's always good. I recommend that. <laughs> what do you do next? Well, usually I'm up and going about six o'clock in the morning, and I come into the office and uh, take care of some of the busy work so that I can meet with people you know, the remainder of the day. So, Let's talk about the Salvation Army, because so many of us have uh, heard of the Salvation Army over the years, and I think it's a good reminder to go to people and say, hey, here is what the Salvation Army does. Here is how the Salvation Army helps. If someone were to come to you today and say, hey, what does the Salvation Army do? How would you describe it? Well, the Salvation Army is an arm of the Christian church that's uh, heavily involved in social justice and uh, meeting social needs within our community, whatever those may be. Right. So, you know, we see a lot of times the Salvation Army out around the holidays because it's a time where you guys are looking to help there. Obviously, while some people can really enjoy the holidays and celebrate, unfortunately, sometimes the holidays are a sad time for people uh, that might not be able to provide quite as much. And that's where the Salvation Army really goes out of its way to try to help. That's correct. You know, not only at Christmas time, but, uh, you know, through the year as well. But at Christmas time and during the holiday season, you have a number of folks. You may have some folks that lost a loved one, uh, lost a job. Um, they're going through a crisis in their life, and and we're there to help fill a need in their life. So the Salvation Army, when when we see somebody out there, let's say they're out in front of a store and they're doing uh, the bell ringing, right? And they're they're trying to get you to drop a little bit of change or a couple dollar bills. Where does that money go, and how does it help? Well, you know, uh, every all the money that's given to the Salvation Army stays here in Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we, we take the money that is donated. Uh, you know, we buy toys, we buy food, we, uh, we pay rent, utilities, and sometimes even transportation for folks, mm-hmm. you know, to their job and back. Uh, so you know, anything that's left over after Christmas, we use that after the first of the year for things like the warming center. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the winter months, a cooling center during the summer months, and then also to supplement someone's um, rent and utilities at, at first of the year. I think that's great. And see, I, I don't think I realized that you guys did all that extra stuff. So as we head into the holiday season, because here we are, I mean, it's about to be November. Uh, it's right around the corner. Uh, you know, we're going to think about Christmas. And, you know, I've, I remember seeing so much about the angel tree, and we've heard so much about the angel tree. How does the angel tree work, and and how do people, if they if they need to sign up, you know, or maybe there's a kid or a family they know that might need some help, how do people get involved? Well, um, Brendan, uh, we we're doing registration this week. Anyone that has children uh, that they can't afford toys for, they can come into our location at 800 Kate Street and sign up, you know, for the angel tree. And of course, we're doing sign up start this past Monday. Mm-hmm. We're going to do them through this Friday, and it's not only for, you know uh, for kids and toys, but also we have what we call our sister angel tree, which is called a silver bell, mm-hmm. and that's for our senior citizens that are fifty-five and over that that uh, need help as well. And that's what's wild, you know. We look at twenty twenty and and the pandemic. It seems like this year there are more people who need help, and there's more people that are kind of hurting because of of the way that all of us have been, you know, kind of yeah. shook by the pandemic. And this is a year where we can help. And maybe, maybe you're better off right now. Maybe you're doing okay. And you want to volunteer for the Salvation Army. Maybe you want to go out and, and, uh, you know, do something with the angel tree or try to help some kids, or maybe you want to go out and ring the bell. Uh, how can people volunteer for the Salvation Army? Well, they could, uh, you know, call my number at uh, 205 800-6170, or then go to our Facebook page and leave their name and number, and we'll get back in contact with them. Also, if they want to donate to the Angel Tree, on our website, we have a uh, link to the Walmart stores mm-hmm. that they can choose an angel online, uh, even pick the toys online, and have those shipped to us, or then they can bring them to us, one That's of the two. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. And the idea that we're going to be able to help and the Salvation Army is there to help people in times of need. Uh, and again, the Angel Tree sign up. If you know somebody, if you're a family member of somebody who might need some help this holiday season, it's happening all this week. And again, Major Lawrence, if people want the information, uh, what should they search on Facebook? Well, it, it, it should be the fa- uh, Facebook slash uh, Jonesboro. And if they and the she just has a list of different areas they can go into, and then also we have a website, which is salvationarmyaok.org/slash/Jonesboro, gotcha. and that'll give them information there as well. well. We appreciate your time this morning, and we appreciate that the Salvation Army is there to help people uh, in times of need, especially during the holiday season. Uh, and thanks for thanks for doing some radio with us this morning. Listen, thank you. And if there's anyone out there that's uh, in need, uh, don't hesitate to give us a call or come by. There you go. It's Major Jim Lawrence of the Salvation Army. Have a great day, sir. God bless, my friend. All right. God bless you. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. 
Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We have the man you need, Dr. Kevin Reed. He's on the phone with us this morning. <laughs> what? You were so excited about that, Dr. Reed. He had his fist in the air saying that. Because that's a good one. It really is. That is great. Great. So, great tag on. He is also man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter of the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed, he's our next-door neighbor on Parker Road in Jonesboro from Vet Care. So, Doc, what's happening this morning? Oh, we're getting the day started early. So, again, we'd like to check in and see if there's any uh, impending surgeries before we start our conversation. Any surgeries this morning? I just already finished the cat. All right, so you've already been snipping stuff this morning. Snipping, snip, snip and tuck. All right. Hey, is that the same basic process for uh, male humans? Um, not, no, not really. Because no. uh, in, in a human vasectomy procedure, it's just you're kind of tying and ligating the tubes there right. and uh, separating, you know, cutting them. Were you about to and, ask uh, him if he was going to perform well, I just something wondered, for you? I wonder if he could. Oh, don't try to get a discount like that. <laughs> could, could I, Dr. Reed, can I get a discount? Would that, yeah, half off. <laughs> Dr. Reed, would that ruin our friendship if I asked you to perform that ser- that service? Uh, it would be awkward, I think. <laughs> Literally, we've known each other for 20 years. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd recover. Hey, no. uh, Halloween's happening this weekend. Many of us have animals that, uh, you know, aren't probably real fond of the idea of people in costumes walking around the neighborhood or approaching our houses, right? It's a pretty stressful time. And this, you know, this is going to be a different Halloween because, you know, they're dressing, don't have, you know, close contact. And, you know, some, you know, all these trunk or treat programs are, are canceling or altering the way they're doing them. And, so it's going to be a little different, but I think there'll still be, you know, children out trick-or-treating. So, you know, you ought to take some precautions with your pets. So as we think about that, because like, you know, we have a German Shepherd and of course he's very protective. Uh, it's really important to make sure that, you know, your dog isn't at a point where if somebody does come to your door, where the dog can get out of the door, right? Yeah, that's, there's a, that's probably the biggest night of the year that more pets escape or are lost. Because of that, you know, the door constantly opening and, you know, they're stressed out. And so if they see an open door, you know, the first thing they want to do is, you know, bolt out of it. So, uh, and that brings up the point, you know, make sure your pet has a, a collar with identification tags or if it's microchipped, have a little microchip identifier tag on it because it would make it so much easier to, you know, rel- you know to re- get the pet back home, uh, return it home if, uh, you know, if it does get out, um, and you know, there's just a lot of commotion, you know, and then you've got, um, you know, people in dressed in costumes that scares mm-hmm. pets, and, uh, you know, it's just make sure, make sure that they're better to put them in a room away from the front door for those few hours. I would assume though, that there's probably a lot of people who know that the, the Halloween evening can be stressful for their dogs. And do people come to you and ask for some type of a sedative to kind of relax their dog on a night like that? You know, we do have some clients that request that, you know, between the holidays where fireworks are shot off or uh, thunderstorms and protein or Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas where there is a lot of commotion. 
a lot of people just you know need some pharmacological intervention for their pets just to settle them down because they can really you know really stress some pets out. What are the signs that, like, let's say, for instance, uh, your dog? What's a sign your dog is stressed? You know, they may they, some dogs will shake, tremble, they whine. Uh, they may kind of go and hide somewhere. Um, you know, they just they, usually it's a, a, not their typical behavior. You know, just any change in the behavior that, that they usually don't exhibit uh, could be a sign that they're really you know have some anxiety and stress. So I think about dog stressing. Do cats stress? You know, they seem to be aloof most of the time. Do you ever sense a stress with cats? Yeah, you know, cats are pretty good about it. They just go and hide somewhere. And they're, you know, they're masters at hiding uh, because, you know, they can get under beds or under chairs or in little cubby holes. And, you know, I've, I've looked for for my cat when we leave, like, the cabin. And he found places that I couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. that, you know, a cat would even get into. So, you know, there's all kinds of little nooks and crannies that they can hide in. And that's probably one of the best thing, you know, cats are, if there's anything that uh, is intimidating to them, the first thing they're going to do is, you know, get as far away, away from it as they can. So they're not usually right up at the door, you know, waiting for it to open like a lot of dogs are. So then the Halloween candy is the, the other elephant in the room, I think, as we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our pets on Halloween. Lots of chocolate, lots of different candy, lots of, you know, a lot of kids probably open up something, oh, I don't really like this, and throw it down. Mm-hmm. We've all heard the stories yeah, or, that chocolate yeah. is harmful for pets, right? Right. and Or, you know, you leave the pumpkin full of candy on the on the um, floor or the bag, mm-hmm. and, you know, first thing the dog's going to do, mine, mine would anyway, would be go and start eating it wrapper and all. Yep. Uh, and, you know, there's some, of course, chocolate is the one that always gets the most uh, attention, and in general, you know, the darker the chocolate, the more dangerous it is. A lot of the milk chocolate is not that harmful other than it can cause some GI upset. But the real dark, bitter chocolate, which is probably not given out a lot for Halloween candy, but still, it, you know, there are some dark chocolate um, treats that could be, you know, if the dog ate enough of them, could get a high enough level of chocolate compound to cause issues. And the other thing... I don't know how often they're giving out now. It's been a long time since I've been trick-or-treating, but <laughs> I used to hate to get them when I did. I didn't like them, but boxes of raisins, you know, raisins are toxic to, to pets. Uh, um, so, you know, watch that. And a, and a new thing that's come around is the sugar substitute xylitol. It's in a lot of, like, gummy chews and, uh, and gum. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, just a substitute for real sugar, right. and that is highly toxic to dogs. It can cause you know, liver liver failure, even permanent damage to the liver, can cause seizures, and in some cases it can be fatal. And you wouldn't think, you know, something that is okay for kids and people to an adult chew is, is that toxic, but their you know metabolism just doesn't handle it, and uh, so you know there's a lot of those sugar free. Um, gums especially that could be put in in halloween bags so you know it's best not to give them anything or or allow access to where they you know could get into it there you go he's the man you need he is dr kevin reed man's best friend our best friend and the veterinarian of choice of the brandon baxter in the morning radio program dr kevin reed from vet care on parker road in jonesboro and of course doc we hope you have a great week and happy halloween Happy Halloween to you, and I'll talk to you next week. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And on Wednesdays, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. 
We have Sarah Hunt on the phone from Gamble Home. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. So what are you out doing this morning? It sounds like you're in the car. I am. I'm actually on my way to go vote. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. We need to vote. We were talking about like either going today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We need yeah, to get I decided done. to go ahead and get it done this morning while I have time. Yeah, so the vision is you don't want to be one of those people out there voting on uh, Election Day. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to stand in the line. Yeah, I'm trying to get through this. You'll have to follow up with this and let us know how busy it is because I've heard the different stories. You know, sometimes you might have to wait a minute. Yeah, I have seen so many people's photos where they're like just line, and I'm like, maybe going early will be the good choice. Yeah. Well, the deal is, is so many people want their voice to be heard, and I think it's great that people are going out and. You know, it could be record yes. numbers of people who are going to vote and even voting early. So that's awesome. Yes. I've seen so many more people voting early this year than I've normally seen. Mm-hmm. Well, and so many celebrities, it's kind of crazy when you see how many have come out to say this is the first time in their life that they've ever voted because they feel like now is a time where their voice needs to be heard. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's crazy how many celebrities are on the ballot right now, too. Oh, yeah. So you're telling me you're going to vote for Kanye, right? I know I can't really ask oh, you yeah, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> going to vote for Kanye. Hey, he, he is on the ballot in Arkansas, mm-hmm. though, right? He is. I, yeah, I looked at the ballot preview, and he's definitely on it. That is so awesome. My son told me he would vote for Kanye West. Mm-hmm. So he's 11, wow. though. He can't vote. That's so fun. So let's talk about Gamble Home again. I have done uh, a lot of shopping with Gamble Home over the years. Uh, and you guys, you know, it seems like I remember going over um, to the original store and meeting the whole family for the first time. And then I did television commercials for Gamble back in, golly, I guess 2007 or 2008. And just the yeah. growth of, of that brand and that business and all the locations, it's really been tremendous if you look back over the last, uh, you know, 12 or 13 years. It has. It has been absolutely crazy. Um, I guess it's been 10 years, um, just a little over 10 years since we actually moved to Jonesboro Mm -hmm. and opened up that first store um, out in Farville Curve as a weekend-only location. Um, And now being able to open up in the middle of town, too, is just incredible yeah so i remember you know it was uh was it friday and saturday and maybe sunday it was weekends by gamble home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that yep, was such, that's what it was it was such a crazy concept to think you know that uh you know that, that was going to be the only time you were open but you guys saw that in the city there was this demand and really regionally people will come to jonesboro and shop uh and now you guys are just one of the institutions of business and of course if you're looking for furniture and decor gamble home in the Farville curve and you guys have spread out to different locations, but the, the, the big news, we were driving through the center of Jonesboro the other day and I can't remember, we were going out to dinner somewhere and I looked over and I saw what used to be, you know, that Sears building in the former mm-hmm. Indian mall. And I was talking to my son. I'm like, God, that's going to be the next home for gamble home. And that's, that seems like such a big step to be right in the, in the center of the city. It is. It is a huge step for us, and we're super excited about it. We cannot wait to get in there. It is being remodeled as we speak, and we are so pumped and cannot wait. So when we look at this, and I've seen some of the concepts, some of the drawings and the artwork, uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a big undertaking for you guys, but you know, you're know, you going in there, and, and you have some people that you're working with to make this happen as well, right? Yes, we are working with Gearhead, and we are so excited to be partnered with them, um, and we cannot wait for their side to be done as well. We don't know when theirs is going to be done. We only have a projection date for ours at the moment, so 
Um, we're just super excited for them to get their side done as well and cannot wait until it's all finished and we can get in there. Obviously, it's kind of different, you know, when you're when you're building a building and having to redo so much of it um, and it's winter and, you know, things are different in, in that. What's the projection? Is there a vision of of when you guys are hoping to be in? We are projecting spring 2021, so pretty quick. So with the, with the size of that facility, what I can, you know, I, I went to Sears, no telling how many times over the years. Uh, what's going to be different about that location in the center of Jonesboro? So there's not going to be a ton different as far as furniture, um, but the biggest change coming is that it is going to have a grassy area put into the parking lot currently. Um, And there's going to be a space for food trucks and where community people can come and do fundraisers and where we can hold our fundraisers. And of course, our infamous sidewalk sale Mm -hmm. will be able to be out there on that grassy area, weather permitting. And it's just going to be a really great revamped that Sears building, which has been such a staple in our community. I remember shopping at Sears when I was a kid. I remember going to the Indian Mall when I was a kid. And so seeing that come back to life and that change and just how it's going to evolve with Jonesboro is probably the biggest change we're seeing. And I think the idea that that's not going to be an eyesore. And like for me, it's kind of sad to look over there and see what used to be that mall, you know, and the idea that this is going to be something new and fresh and vibrant and fun. I think that's exciting. And uh, is there a partnership with Gearhead? Uh, what what made Gearhead the perfect partner, I guess, for Gamble Home uh, for you guys to say, let's do this together? Why did that happen? Chris and Ted have always been good friends. And so it was just a no brainer, honestly, for us to partner with Gearhead on this. We do so much with them mm-hmm. for our give backs. They help us out with a ton of stuff. Um, and so it was just kind of a no brainer to be like, hey, let's buy a building. Yeah, but that's a big building to buy. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> like that's a, and, and obviously, I'm sure there's other businesses around that have wanted to do that. So I think that speaks for the power of the brands of both Gearhead mm-hmm. and Gamble Home to be able to go in there and be able to make that a home. Like that's big because yeah. other people would love that property. It's prime real estate, and you guys got it. We did, and we're so pumped. We cannot believe it happened. Um, it's been in the works for a long time. And we are just so excited that we finally closed on it and can talk about it. So what's that going to mean for other locations of Gamble Home? That is a surprise. So <laughs> we've got some new and incredible things coming. Really? Even after this. So So you can't tell us. No, he is in I shock. I can't tell you. Sarah, you have to tell us. I can't tell you. It's a surprise. It'll ruin the surprise. All right. We, we're not going to make you ruin the surprise, but we are excited for you guys and uh, you know, the team at Gamble Home has always been uh, big supporters of us, and uh, that family's always been good to me, and we just appreciate what you're doing, and we're excited to have you even closer into the heart of Jonesboro as we head into spring of 2021. Thank you. We're so excited as well. All right. Go vote, okay? All right. All right. We'll see you. Sarah Hunt on with us this morning, Gamble Home. It's all in the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, thanks for having us on this morning. Of course, you can check out the entire show on the podcast. It's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Holiday on Netflix comes out tonight. A romantic comedy starring Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey from the Point Break remake. It's about two strangers who agree to be each other's platonic plus one all year long so they won't be alone for the holidays. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The season finale of The Wall, the season premiere of American Housewife, The Masked Singer, I Can See Your Voice, the two-hour 22nd season finale of Big Brother, and on late night, Jimmy Fallon, Sam Hunt. 
Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.